Corden. Corden. Whoa, I didn't mean to tongue roll there so hard, but I did. Corden. <laughs> you know what? I've I've never understood. And please don't come at me for this. This is like no hate. I'm just saying I've never understood because I can quit like easily. I've never understood when people can't do it. And like oh, trying yeah. to explain it to them is like like hey do this, and I remember just having a friend who one time I was like just do it like this because you know I'm, I was a, a bo- I'm still bossy I was a very bossy or child but I was like just okay. do it like this and she just turned and looked at me and just went la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> and something happened in my brain and I was like I guess she can't do it man. <laughs> I'm just, you know what? I'm going to let this go. All right. You going to math or what next? I, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> uh, all right. Wow. Well, listen here. It wouldn't be a Waba Witch Bitch Amateur Hour podcast, the podcast about witchcraft, if we didn't start up top with a couple of announcements. Don't don't skip. We've I can hear your new listeners out there being like, I don't fucking care about this, but like, stick around. Cause there's some you actually there. fucking might, though, okay? You don't even know what you want. You don't even know Whoa. what you don't want. You don't know what you don't know. Because we've got some new-ass tasty content coming every fucking Thursday for Maybe, some of y'all. Listen, I don't know if you're aware of how on the regular you have said you don't know what you don't know t- recently, but it's becoming your catchphrase, and I love it. <laughs> You said it today on the live with Teresa. It's not good. It's so, it's so like in an underhand way dismissive. It's just like, you don't know anything. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know nothing. You don't know what you don't know, man. But I, you I don't think it's, know. It's like something the dude would know. say. Oh, you don't know. Kind of. Yes. And I, um, listen, we're just going to talk about that Thursday, right out. tasty Thursday content. Every oh. Thursday on Patreon. $5 tearing up. So that means the $5 people are rolling into the bonus episode club. You're getting one. And you're actually getting one pretty frequently, which means other tiers are too, because we are going to be chronicling the epic mm. saga, surely to be. Mm. Uh, and mm. that is this season in America, in the heartland of America. Oh. Wow. Uh, Where even is that? A a farmer, I'll tell you, a farmer (laughs) wants a wife. Our pop culture podcast, Simply Captivating, is, listen, it's finally got legs, y'all. And uh, it's coming this Thursday. And by the way, we will be referring to Farmer Wants a Wife as Foie. Foie. Yeah. Foie. Foie. And um, F-W-A-W. I've already prepared myself uh, for this recording, and I have so much that I want to I want to launch into, but I can't mm. right now, mm-hmm. uh, and I won't. Mm-hmm. But just know we have to save captive- it. Yes, because simply captivating is real now. And for those of you that want to follow, even if you don't want to, just if even if you don't want to watch the show, come along the ride with us and let's see which of these farmers gets him a wife you know what i bet it's all four but they're all four gonna fall in love with the same woman 
Whoa! I don't think so. I, so far, I must say it's pretty. It's pretty like you get your ladies, I get these ladies. You get those ladies. We'll see. <laughs> get your group of women every Thursday on Patreon. Five dollars and up get simply captivating. We are blowing the doors in with Farmer Wants a Wife, and uh, starting this, this Thursday, who knows where we'll go. It's it's a seasonal podcast starting this Thursday. That means as as you're listening to this, that's tomorrow, my guy. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. And as an added bonus so that we can kind of get caught up on the episodes and get the podcast out to you, the first two episodes of Simply Captivating are going to be like a double header. Yes. You get two episodes one and two one there. and three and four. So, because we all know that by then we're going to know who they all are. Oh yeah. And there's something, there's something charming to me about the idea of somebody who wants to follow along, but maybe you don't have Hulu, or maybe there's no way for you to get your hands on foie just yet. There's something charming to me about like tuning into this and like, it, it's almost like a, like an audio, like a book review of like a book we've all yeah. been reading or, or like a story time or something. Uh, so yeah. I'm very interested for that as well. Um, but yeah, so check it out tomorrow. Please go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash WBH podcast. That will be down in the information. Uh, and I am as pleased as punch. I am too. I'm ready. Uh, announcement number two is we are less than a month away from our tour, which I can't really get my head around, but it is a hurtling tour. Tour, 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 tour. It's coming. Yes, it is coming. It is now mere days away. So come see us. Mm. We're coming to see Mm. you. April 15th is emo night in uh, Philly. April 16th is wild west night in Philly. And then we are hopping on over to Nyack, New York. On Saturday, April 22nd, and then we are closing out on Sunday, April 23rd in Baltimore for prom night, everybody. Um, so, the 22nd. You, remind us what the 22nd is. Oh, how could I forget? Did I forget? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Paranormal night. Aliens Para- sucked it out of your head. I think they did. I think they just sucked it right out. Paranormal night. My guys. And this is going to be our most intimate venue in a just very, oh, just really vibey place. So um, check out the link, get you some tickets and um, come on out. And it's okay if, you know, just we're, it's it's going to be a good time. Um, you know, maybe just you it even if you're like... like- you made it sound like we're gonna punch them if they, if they show well, up. Well, like, like if you're nervous, maybe come it's by okay. yourself. It's okay. You know? Like, like come come, if you you don't know if you don't maybe have somebody else. You. Yeah, if you don't, but if you don't have like anybody else that you know that listens, you can still come. You know, it will you. be a fun show, and everybody's really nice. It, it's everybody's the Leos might bite you. I mean, we're all basically very heavily Leo placed. Yeah. So yeah. So it's going to be a, sh- uh, this will be a night to remember. Go to anahottispurpose.com slash tour to snatch your tickets up. And I want to tell you a little story, a little cautionary tale here. The other day I got a, I got a text message, an SMS text message from a friend that was like, Hey, the cure is going on the tour, on a tour. And here's the thing. I've always said, if I don't get to see the cure in tour before I die, they die or they break up. I don't know what I will do. I will shoot it, it myself into space. 
space is what I will do. Okay. Um, okay. And just say goodbye, everyone. And so I was all psyched. And I was like, hell yeah. So I checked the link out and I was like, cool. Ticketmaster, whatever. I'll hit this up later when I have time. You know what happened when I hit it up later? I fucked around and I found out. And it's gone. Did the bots buy all yeah. the tickets? All the all the bots buy the Somebody tickets and sell them at crazy prices? Somebody as sure as shit did. I don't know what happened, man. I'm not a dentist, but like they're gone. And now I, I'm I'm without cure tickets. And I got to hope that this isn't the year I got to shoot myself off into space. Like if, you know, old Robert Smith kicks the bucket. <laughs> However, all of this to say, as the event uh, gets closer, people start snatching up tickets quicker and quicker. And we do have limited seating. So we we urge you to head on over to anahottispurpose.com slash tour. Welcome to the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. It's the podcast about about witch about witchcraft, believe it or not. Uh-huh. I'm Charlie, and uh you can apply me directly to the forehead. Charlie, apply directly to the forehead. And um, this is my cousin Macy. Hi, I am Macy, and if I was a salad dressing, I'd be raspberry vinaigrette. Oh, why is that? I don't know. Good choice. I just, why? I I just know it. Is it your favorite? Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. very highly up there. I love a summer salad. I hundred and ten percent would be ranch on top of pizza. <laughs> like, that's the salad dressing entirely. It's not even just the ranch. The dressing is ranch covered pizza. <laughs> ranch on top of pizza. Yeah. Yeah, and the way you make it flavored that way is you just squeeze a Costco pizza. You squeeze all the juices into oh, a bottle God, of ranch. There's so shake much it and put juice. it on the <laughs> But how good would that be though? Put it on like the for shark. real. Oh God, it'd be so fucking good. I would eat that. It would be so delicious. You have to blot your salad with like a, a tissue before you eat it. Oh, oh man. Uh, all right. What are we talking about today? I'm talking to you about blue tansy oil. Oh, I'm so and happy. And kind of just a bit about tansy. Yay. Why? Uh, I, I remember hearing blue tansy recently. What happened? Nothing happened. I, I, well. Did you, I, I, I thought you like got an that, oil from somebody here. Well, I did, but that just sounds very serious. I, um. What, what happened? happened? <laughs> I. <laughs> I I got some some was sent to me by Kim uh in her Patreon uh tier her little monthly box that she sends out for the average witch podcast and it had this beautiful little golden and like clear glass uh little roll bottle and and it's full of blue tansy oil and it smells fantastic and I'm like what is this and I looked it up. What is that? And here melody? we are. What? Yeah. What? What? What is? Is it blue? Is it actually blue? The oil? It is a beautiful blue. Yes. Oh, sick! Not disappointing. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't not. really have much of a topic. Topic for you as like a, a tangible item. However, I do want to kind of talk a little bit about something that a lot of you guys have popped off about on Facebook uh, recently. Well, it tangentially related to some other stuff I want to touch on. This episode's going to talk a little bit about like mental health and mental health with witchcraft and stuff like that. But on the whole, as it were, I want to talk about like feeling like a 
bad witch. What do you what do? Mm. You do? What do you do about that? Can you do anything? I don't have the answers. Go to another podcast. Yeah, click. It just ends. (laughs) (laughs) Not even your topic, man. (laughs) Sorry. Nothing. We're done. Out. (laughs) Go listen to Simply Captivating. Um, Yeah, that's the new show. Mama's done. It's now Simply (laughs) Captivating. Here's how you find out. Dude. What if it was so? What if it was that unceremonious? Like we, we need like, to we're pull up. We need Goodbye. to pull the edge. We need to do what the edge yeah. did and just loop a like loop a loop royalty free, time? almost close enough version of closing time. Yes, dude. And what if we even if it's like simlish version. Yes, that or almost our own theme song because we have the rights and everything to our theme song. But like, what if we just pretended True. we didn't and we did like a off-brand version? We need to do that for like um for like April Fool's Day or something. Have like a Fine. weird intro song. Yeah. I I mean we gotta do something. I feel like this show has to come out. It has to go out how it came in, just kinda out of nowhere and chaotically. But like and then it's and then it's just kind of a blip, you know. What if we what if we pull did you ever read Flowers for Algernon? No, I've always wanted to. It's on my list to read. Do you know what it is about? Do you know what happens? No. Okay. I had a whole little story. Never mind then. <laughs> we'll, we'll... <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm really good at preserving things like books that I haven't read yet that I don't yes. want to know. I can really remain oblivious. Mm. Brother, go ahead and read Flowers for Algernon, please. Okay. I will. It is both heartbreaking and terrifying lit um it's not like a horror book but it is it is terrifying in that way of like oh fuck what if this happened and you anyway uh so before we go any further we do have everyone's favorite part of the show the patreon shout out segment yes did you like that I did. It was very, uh, very, uh, like, kind of show show leader, ring leader man. Yeah. That's all I want to be is ring leader man. That's my new name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I am farmer ring leader man. Farmer ring leader man. Hey, uh, I would follow farmer ring leader man anywhere. Into Mordor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Today's Patreons. For Frodo. For Frodo. Um, really quickly, <laughs> just a little aside. Hold on. Pa- stay on the edge of your seat to see if you're the oh Patreon shout out this week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever notice, you know that scene when they're all saying for Frodo and then Mount Doom fucking explodes and they all think that, you know, Frodo and Sam got his ass, got got up there and yeah. they're all sad and they play in, and like, in slow-mo you see a couple of them like like sadly say frodo like yeah like, oh no yeah yeah you ever notice if you watch billy boyd aka pippin in that scene even though you cannot hear him and it is just a lip reading it is still in a fucking scottish accent <laughs> like does that make sense <laughs> his mouth like yeah the shape of it you can tell it's like frodo yeah yeah <laughs> And it brings me much happy. Cute. Anyway, our Patreon shoutouts shout uh, bringing you this week's episode is Beth 
B, Larissa and Kylie M. Okay, so I got to be real with you. You sent me those this time with like an actual little couple minutes of warning. And since we had a weird thing to where we were both in the same waiting room, but didn't know each of us. Listen, something weird happened when we tried to record. Okay. I had a few minutes to kind of puzzle this out and it came to me. Oh, good. Kind of stupidly quick. And I don't know why, but here we go. Are you ready? Are you, are you ready? I'm so, I'm gripping. (laughs) Highlands in the stream. That is (gasps) no one in between. How can Larissa sail away (gasps) me to another world where we rely on Kylie M. From one love <laughs> to another. <laughs> that is putting so much pressure on Kylie. M. <laughs> I know. We, we will we rely. rely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That was good. Listen, that's the way to do it. That's the way yeah, to do it. Yeah, listen, this is when, fun. Yeah. Okay. We, we've got ourselves a new, a new style in the mix anyway <laughs> me see have you ever felt like a bad witch <laughs> <laughs> all the time bro <laughs> uh, hold on i gotta compose myself <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Ooh, okay woof all right did you know that <laughs> were you aware that ostara was was happening not until the day of I, yeah, day of, and I think it wasn't even till like nine o'clock at night, did I see something on like TikTok and it was like Happy Ostara. And I was like, hey, when is that? Boom. And like I saw the date (laughs) and my heart stopped and I just had that moment of, and, and, and it's weird, dude, because we've talked about this before. We don't go super hard for Sabbaths, um, in like a, in like a pseudo religious kind of way, because I know, yeah, and in any people... sort of regularity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some people do. Some people are very serious about their sabbats, and even if it's not in, you know, I don't want to throw the, the religious term around, but even if it's not in that kind of holy or austere or like sacred kind of way, a lot of people like to observe them in some kind of small way, just as like an acknowledgement of where we are in the wheel of the year, if that's your thing, um, just where we are as a, as a planet, you know, and I know it's different, you know, Southern and Northern hemisphere, but you know, there's ways to get around that. <laughs> but like, um, I, I haven't, I don't think I've been like in, I don't think I've done anything for any of them in a, in a while. I think Yule was the last one where like you and I got together and we did the lives and we had a fire and we had snacks and everything like that. And I forgot how nice it is to just venerate the season a little bit, you know? Um, but I haven't been doing that. And and that's not even the point of this episode. It's not like, let's talk about Sabbaths. It was just one of those things that made me get that feeling in the pit of my stomach that was like, I and I feel awful about this. And then plus you add on this whole extra level of like, we, this is also like 
we got a podcast about this. How dare I? Do you ever do that? Do you ever feel like, how dare I? I I do, but, oh, all the time, especially, oh, oh, for so many reasons, um, it's regarding this <laughs> podcast, um, but <laughs> I, in things like this, I generally try to be a little bit forgiving because of the nature of the show, we can't linger in one place for too long, <laughs> you know? Like, sure. I, yeah. there's things that I don't feel, there's really beginning stuff since we started this show knowing nothing. Like, when we both kind of looked at each other and we're like, I like to do this sometimes. Like, once we basically did that, and like getting the show off the ground and looking into topics, oh, and we'll do this and put all of this in one episode and probably shittily research it. And like, then you move on. And I feel like there's vital things that I did not properly absorb. And the dates of the Sabbaths rest so comfortably in that primal ooze, just primordial ooze of the beginning blaze mm. of an interest in witchcraft. And we did, so speaking on that, like, earliness, we did our Sabbath episodes so early so, on in the so life. So early, yeah. So, I mean... You, you do what you you do what you can, but yeah, no, I that is one in particular that I struggle with in wanting every single time I miss one to be like, man, I want to wheel it in, but like I still continue to miss the next one, and every time I just kind of get a bit disappointed. Um, but it also fluctuates with the season. I'm I'm just now coming back, you know, kind of feeling the vibe of spring, and by the time Ostara rolls around, it's like, oh shit, that's today, shit, you know. Um, yeah. But I definitely get the feeling of it being like, am I qualified enough to do this? <laughs> What's the song? Am I, uh, is it hot enough? Is it cooked enough? I don't want my pizza burning. Pizza burning. <laughs> you said uh, qualified enough, and that's what my brain just stopped and put that on hey. in my head for a little while. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it can be anything like that because I've had that feeling about so many things. Um, oh yeah, just like little plans. You make little plans. Like there was this this thing going around that was like a kind of like a hey beginner beginner witch thing on the first of the month. Blow some cinnamon in your door to like attract prosperity. And I was like I I could do a little thing like that, you know. And then the first came and went. And I feel like I just kind of sat there and, and just stared at my wall and was just like, who am I <laughs> for a little bit? <laughs> but um, it, it, it just sort of, you, you can't really, I guess, what I'm trying to say here is you can't really guess what's going to bring that on and how it's going to affect you. Because there's so many things that for me have changed since the beginning of not even this podcast, but just like, I think I'm a, am I a, are yes. witches real? Am I one? Yes. Um, so many things have changed that I don't feel bad about changing. Like I don't feel like I have to do things in X, Y, Z way because I used to, or because a lot of people do, or because, in, you know, some people say that, oh, you have to do, you know, and I don't feel bad about it, but some things happen. Like when I promise it to myself that I, skip or miss and i just feel like maybe i shouldn't 
Like, do I need to, sh should I strip myself of this label for a little while until I feel like I've earned it? That's, I guess, what it is. And I just had a light bulb mold. <laughs> you heard me have my aha moment right there live. But like, I, I guess I feel like I have to earn that title. I have to earn this way of life in, in some weird way. I have to do things correctly to be able to say it. Otherwise, I'm a fucking poser. Um, and I also kind of wanted to touch on the tie-in with this and mental health. Up front, I wanted to say that this was not, <laughs> like, I wasn't trying to, like, go overboard and be cheesy because we do have a fucking awesome sponsor today who is, yeah. uh, like, there, there's ties. There's There's big ties between witchcraft and mental health. And I'm not trying to do that thing where I'm like, I'm going to make a whole topic around this so it'll fit with the advertiser or anything like that. Um, so I wanted to say that up front. But you know, if you have been living the, the witchy life for a while, these things just sort of serendipitously happen sometimes. So uh, it, it was a nice little surprise to me. But then that thought entered the back of my head, like, people are going to think you're fucking fake and to do it for the for the sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to want to clear that up. But um, I've had like a shitty mental health day today, dude. And not in like a huge way, like nothing's crazy. It's nothing unhandleable. It's just like, you know, just like a bad day. It's just like a, like moving slow it's taken extra long to get things done because if i move any faster i know i'm gonna have a panic attack so i'm like caring for myself enough to move slowly so that doesn't happen because then nothing will get done for the rest of the day but just anxiety's high today i feel weird and i had this really big like downer moment where i just sort of looked at all my witchcraft stuff and like books i haven't touched in a while and I just kind of thought, like, is this – God, I hate to say it because we've, we've talked about this so many times, but I was just like, is this ever going to – is it going to come back? Mm -hmm. You know, or am I ever going to be good at this again? Um, or can I get my shit together? That's more of the, the vibe that it was. It was like, I need to get my shit together and I need to do better about this. But then when you put that – when you put that on yourself, it then makes the thing that you're freaking out about feel so much bigger. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like if it's like, yeah, you have a pile of laundry to do and you're like, it's not a big deal. It's a little tiny pile of laundry. But then you think about it and you're like, I got to do this. Oh, my God, I'm a bad adult because I can't get this done. I don't want to do it right now. Am I am I broken? And then it's this mountainous pile of laundry, whether or not it really is. It just it feels that way. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it felt like. And um. I don't know. I just, I wanted to like, I wanted to just get on here and be kind of candid about it. And I don't, I don't have much in the way of structure, as you can probably tell. Uh, however, we've got a lot of people that have popped off on our Facebook and socials and even written us emails and, and been like, what do you do when you feel like you're, what do you do when you feel like you're a bad witch? And I first, before getting into it myself, I kind of want to pose that question to, to you, Macy. What do you what do you do when you feel like a bad witch? Well, I I've been do, doing this. Do you ever feel for... like a bad witch? Because sure, feel like comparative, like that comparative monster comes in, and I I, I always feel like oh my god, Macy always just feels like she has her shit together so good. <laughs> 
I, you know it what I mean? Just, so it, it manifests for me differently, like how I think that I'm a bad witch. Because then this actually kind of goes with something that's in my topic later. Um, I I am very on the end of the spectrum of I know that I have a lot of power that I can utilize. Like right. I know that I do. I know that I am because oh, sure. I've seen it. I've used it. And so that's that's enough for me to remember that. I never let myself forget it, even when I can't feel it, because I know that it's there. And so sometimes it's something more that I just wear on me instead of something that I utilize. And I just kind of settle it around me and I wait, you know, and it will speak to me when it's it's ready. Um, but I, I try to be gentle with myself. And you know, sometimes it's just not there. You know, you got to have energy to give energy. Uh, if you don't want to deplete yes. yourself, I'm definitely not wanting to force magic to when I'm already feeling depleted just for the sake of it. Uh, that doesn't really work for me. Um, but generally I, inspiration, you know, like something I've been wanting to do, I've really been wanting to go re up. I need to re up on supplies pretty bad and I really want to go. And that's something that's always very inspiring to me because like I can get called to what ingredients speak out and then be like, all right, what is this about? And then it'll shoot me on a direction, you know? So I'm, I'm itching yeah. to do that, which is, it, that's always just a, a good boost. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. I think learning about something new, whether it be just like a new herb or oil or crystal or stone or whatever you're into, you know, uh, learning about something new can be enough to kind of spark that like remembrance, you know, because again, mm -hmm. it's, it's not so much that I feel like, I can't do it or I'm not like allowed to do this because I don't have, you know, the inclination. It's just more so I start to feel bad because I don't do it, you know, and then you kind of get into that thing of like, well, am I just being lazy? Um, which kind of sucks because when you don't have the spoons, we'll say, if you don't have the spoons to do something, you don't have the spoons to do something. And yeah. if, you know, if you start adding in this like, super judgmental like self-talk or like maybe this is what was said to you i don't know whatever if you start adding in this like well you're just lazy or you're just stupid yeah. or you just don't have it in you you can start to kind of repeat that in your own head and it can drain you of the energy that you're already feeling like you don't have um which is something that you just said that i wanted to touch on when you go to do whether it be a spell or just anything witchy whatsoever, whether or not you're looking at it like a spell. Uh, I was I was cooking something the other day and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like do the little like stir clockwise to, to imbue some intention. You know, that's something I used to do a lot and I just haven't for a long time and that seems pretty low effort. And I started doing it and, and I was like feeling, I was like, hell yeah. And then I looked and I was like, I'm stirring counterclockwise. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it had just been so long, plus like my fuck up there, which I still believe like it's mostly intention. You know, I don't think you have. Yeah, to I, I, I I'm it. in the same camp. Yeah, I usually think that it's yeah. fine. But yeah, I get it. It's fine. But as soon as I realized it, I was like, well, shit, I gotta, I gotta do it. So then it became like this chore and I was like well okay I gotta start I gotta do it clockwise now and to undo what I have done and then I gotta do it twice as long to like not only undo what I did but then to like redo what I want to do and it just I suddenly just didn't have the energy for it and and I was trying to muster it up and something that is so uh uh stressful to me is when you are in that moment 
you all, I always, anyway, I don't want to put this on you. I always forget that I cannot draw from my own energy source. I can't do it because I don't have any half the time. And and we, we've done whole ass episodes. We just talked, we just talked about this in our recent interview that we did, but like not drawing from your own source, creating these batteries and, and going in with drawing energy from, you know, the earth or the moon or like what have you around you. Um, I just cannot remember to do that in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it, it all just kind of compounds and spirals into like, how can I even do this if I can't stir a bowl of fucking soup correctly? It was split pea soup. I remembered it was split pea soup. Oh, I wasn't cooking. I mean, it was wow. from a can. <laughs> uh, who cares? It's fancy to yeah. me. It was delicious. I had it with toast. Oh, I love soup and toast. I love soup and toast. Mm-hmm. I love soup mm. and toast. I like to just throw the toast in the soup and just eat it with spoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I yeah, do that with yeah, those yeah. wasa crackers. I just break them all up and then they get all soft and it's just, they're just in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is so weird because I'm such a texture person when it comes to food. And sometimes when a food gets soggy, I, I can't, I cannot. I'm the same way. It. I cannot touch it. I'm the same way. Um, Except unless it is a delicious broth soaked soggy cracker. I will eat that. A soggy cracker just doesn't count, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Are we a soup podcast now? We could be. What would you, what would you use? Listen, so my next, my next whole point is about going on to try to combat this and it's things we've talked about it before, but kind of trying to find the magic within the mundane without having to draw on your own energy, because I think there's a level of confidence that, I think there's a level of of like magical confidence that we need to be out before we start doing the larger things. Like there are some days that I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do a candle spell. There's no way I'm going to put together a, um, you know, a a spell jar. I'm not doing that right Mm -hmm. now. Are you kidding me? No, I don't have that. You know, I mean, sure. It might do something, but at the end of the day, it's probably just going to be ingredients in a jar that I feel like I didn't do a good enough job on. You need that like starting level of confidence. And I think the way you can do that is almost like putting the witchcraft on things in like a everything is magical kind of way that like you're blowing birthday candles out. That's a fucking breath spell. Like everything that you do. Yes. To make it magical in some way. So Macy, tell me, how would you make split pea soup and toast a magical experience? Tell me right now. I think the first way of doing it is not overthink it. I think that is one of the things that gets lost as you become Mm. a bit more experienced. You learn more things. Um, and that can make it sometimes to where I feel like that can get in the way almost, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, kind of like your moment with the, for, and this is just like, I'm not, this is just the most recent example. Like when you were talking about stirring your drink, if you didn't know about the counterclockwise clockwise thing, that moment wouldn't have been disrupted and it probably would have still been potent, you know? And and that's just an example, but like that happens, you know? And I think sometimes just trying to be in the moment as much as you can. And, you know, like thinking about something that I like to do is a thought exercise, but it's also kind of like an intention. So like, like you said, in the moment, how would I make that split pea soup magical? You know, 
I think you can deconstruct it a little bit. Look at what's in it and then try to think about, or if split you can't, peas. if you don't know them, if you don't know them, all the split peas, let your mind kind of tell you or your body tell you, your soul tell you, what do you think are the properties of peas? You know, what else is yeah. salt? That's very grounding. And 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 mm. start charging these ingredients with your mind if you didn't make it yourself. And if you're making it yourself, you can do it as you do it, of course. But like even example, like even your can, there's things in there that can be charged with awareness. And I think that that's a really easy, you don't even need supplies for that. It's just using your mind. And then there's an excitement that comes with puzzling it out. Even if you don't know, um, just kind of let your, yes. let yourself kind of figure it out. Like what, what would I, what do I think the, pro what are they telling me? What are the properties of the, as I chew and eat and taste this, what does it feel like in my body? What does it tell me? And then let that be the exercise in itself. And even if it's not charging the food, you're not doing as much, you're not even getting that far, you're bringing awareness back to magic, even if it's just an yeah. exercise. And that's the first step. Even if you just think of it as, even if you weren't, like you said, if you're not charging the food and making this like attempt to have it fuel you in a certain way, it's still fueling you in your physical body. You know, so even if you have to break it down to that level of just the basic, tangible, scientifically explained uh, process of taking food within your body and turning it into energy, um, just understanding that can be a magical experience. You know, uh, mm -hmm. just because something, just because we know how it works doesn't mean it's any less magical. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like if you told someone who didn't know, if you were like, yeah, when you eat, it, sometimes I like to put myself in like the mindset of a medieval person and just let myself have my mind blown by everything. You know, it, it's like I'm eating food that grew out of the fucking ground and now it's going into my body and I get to, <laughs> I get to like use that energy tomorrow to do shit all about the act of eating it was all the way until medieval period that people were still wowed by the act of eating <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. well you know they thought fucking potatoes were poisonous so fuck that. they did they thought but, that uh, tomatoes would cause like lycanthropy like werewolf who was the guy that wolf peach uh, who was the guy that like got up in front of the town and like make and he was like I am going to eat a tomato in front of all of you. <laughs> I don't remember, but he that did, and nothing happened. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I was there. I remember. <sighs> Let me get resituated. But yeah, and and I think that a great way, and this is touching more on what you said, a great way to build that confidence that will then, I think, lead you to have a little bit more of the energy because sometimes. Even if I don't have energy and I know I should like draw the energy from the ground, do some grounding, or I should raise the energy in my home, or I should do this. Sometimes I don't even have the energy to draw energy from the ground, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it still takes energy to suck liquid through the straw. Like, and if in this, you know, if my body's the straw and the energy is the liquid, like you still gotta, sometimes I don't even have that. So I think if you can kind of break everything down into teeny tiny little bite-sized pizzas, and I want to talk about something we learned early on. And um, for me, I think maybe I would have gotten a little anxious when we were talking about the split pea soup and being like, let those ingredients tell me what they, what they do. I might've been like, if I was just hearing that, I, I would have been like, well, I, what if I'm wrong? Or what, it, what do they really do? Now I got to look it up and research what, what they really do, what somebody else says they do or what they've historically been represented to do. I want to talk about 
Macy and I went to a witchy retreat. God, 2018? That was 2019. 2019, we went uh, Jordan Moon and and friends and had this witchy retreat. And one of the classes, one of the like things that we did is we held herbs and wrote down what they told us. And some of them we already knew a little bit, you know, like when the cinnamon sticks came around, I was like, I gotcha, I fucking know you, buddy. But there were other things mm-hmm. that I was like, I don't really have much experience with this. So we held it and we felt the energy and we said, I feel like this has uh, a very fiery or watery energy. And I think perhaps this is maybe protection. And we all had like similar but different answers, if that makes sense. Um, I yes. feel like it all made sense to 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 us and how we would use them. And that was one of the most powerful feeling things to me. It really was. Um, it, was it has stayed with me. It's very empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To to say, like, I can hold this and listen to this. I have this ability. This is part of the, I don't want to say the gift, but it's part of the, it's part of the package that you get with being, yeah. you know, a witch or witchy lifestyle or whatever, um, is to be able to listen to these things tell you, you know, and, and to not always need an outside source to tell you what's up. And sometimes, yeah, of course, it's helpful because if, if you're going in something like, I want to do a protection spell. Oh, fuck. What's good for protection? You know, it's not really practical to like get little handfuls of everything in your kitchen and like talk to it for a minute and then be like, I think you're protective. Like, sure you can. But like, sometimes it's good to just be like, okay, rosemary, salt, uh, black ashes, nails, let's go. You know, um, (laughs) because you did a little Google search. Uh, And that's great. But like, sometimes... It can be a a big confidence boost and it can be a real big wipe away of this I'm a bad witch feeling to just grab some shit out of your pantry, hold it in your hand and just write what you feel, you know, pencil, paper, paper style, you know, or if you have a grimoire or whatever works for you, just sit there and be like, I think this herb is uh, healing. I think it's maybe this will help me communicate with a ghost, you know, or whatever. I think this herb's name is Janice. Uh, But like whatever it tells you, write it down. Um, And you can even like make a game out of it. Like you you could go and then look up the properties and see perhaps. But but even then, that's not a confirmation. What it tells you is what it's going to be good for. I'm trying to think of something that I use in a a way that a lot of people might not necessarily use it. Um, I, I think... Cinnamon, I want to say that, and I have seen this since, but I feel like when I was first kind of getting down into reading about cinnamon, um, I think maybe one place that I saw said this, but it it was talking about using cinnamon as a catalyst um, for yourself. And um, that's something that I don't use. I don't see cinnamon used for a lot, but for me, that is my go-to like use for cinnamon. And that's just because that feels fucking correct to me. That feels right. I know yeah. a lot of people use um, uh, spicier things for their catalyst, like hot things, like get the fire going, uh, cayenne pepper, stuff like that. But for me, the cinnamon does the perfect trick. And, and then also there's this visual representation of it. I, if you sprinkle a little, a little tiny, be careful with fire. This is not a recommendation, but if you sprinkle a little uh, cinnamon over a fire, fire, it'll like crackle. 
and have this like very kind of like quick, like little rapid firecracky mm-hmm. like explosion. And to me, I'm like, well, yeah, of course, it's because it's like a fucking catalyst, you know. But that that's what makes sense to me. Um, do you use anything like in a way that maybe you're not is not like the most popular way to do it? I don't know. I mean, like, really, I don't know that. I'm, I've been sitting here trying to think, and I just, I use the problem is, is I almost any herb that I use in a spell, I grab intuitively, and that's not to say that I don't know what it is I'm using. A lot of times, I'd be like, okay, oh, interesting. All right, yeah, we'll use this for that. You know, that makes sense. But like, because my spells usually incorporate so many herbs at once, because I like to do a bunch of layers. There's all kinds of shit that you wouldn't think is going to be in there. So I'm, I'm really struggling to nail down to just to one thing. Well, yeah. I mean, in that way, you could say that, like, maybe the majority of what you use is just an intuitive draw. And yeah, it, it's funny to me to kind of put it to look back through the years. In one of our earliest episodes, we talked about looking forward to getting to the point where we had not only the resources, but the knowledge to just grab shit off of a shelf and make a spell. And now we do, you know, I mean, maybe not always the resources because, yeah. you know, like, but like the, the knowledge at least and the knowledge to at least like if I had to, like, I don't have a fully stocked witch cabinet right now, you know, but I've got a pantry with some herbs. I could find something. Uh, but that's a want that we had so early on to have that confidence in it. It was kind of that, um, that like uh, romanticizing of that, of being like, when, when I get to that point. I'm a real witch and I know what to do. And now that I'm there, I'm sort of like thinking I'm like, I'm sort of like uh, romanticizing the way it was before, you know, what it was like, I, I don't know how to put it. It, it when you're kind of like looking forward, well, that gaining that knowledge that it's like when you finally get there. has been met. Exactly. Yeah. When you finally get to the, to the, to the line, you're sort of like, well, I don't feel like I'm this, fucking uh gandalf the white level wizard like i thought i was gonna be and just in that can in that like i hate to say disappointment because it is a cool thing to be able to be intuitive and draw intuitively and shit like that but there is almost a disappointment that comes with it of like well i'm here now um so feel like a shit witch i guess i'm just a shit witch you know so i think being careful with our expectations is a hard it's a tricky bitch how do you manage that how do you even manage because it's like a, it's a subconscious or it's an unconscious thing i think i i do there's a couple one i'm i'm really perhaps aggravatingly strict on reducing negative self-talk i i just yeah. i find there's a lot of power in it um and so when I'm already not feeling super in the mood, I generally will just, instead of, you know, I'll allow myself to wonder why that is, you know, and, you know, but I try to not, I, I try to not dunk on myself, like generally. And yeah. just, I, I guess yeah. I'm fortunate enough to, to not have that because you are right. It is pretty normal for it to be like, and there are times in my life, depending on kind of where I am in my headspace that that is going to be more likely to happen than not but that's part of it um but also i i also i like to have i have expectations for myself but i am also 
sometimes a disappointing level of realist. And so mm. oftentimes when I meet the expectations that I've made, they're pretty close to what I expected because I, I'm, I don't have, oh, I don't always have that whimsy, you know, to like imagine, like it will just be like, man, I want to be able to do that not only because it would feel good, but like from a practical standpoint, that would be fucking lit, you know? Right. And yeah. And so it's, it's, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know if I'm making any sense. So it's like, it's not that I'm crestfallen exactly, but usually once I meet that goal, I'm like, all right, great. Now what? What's next? What was, what's the next? I, I do have a hard time and, reveling in the moment. I want to be like, all right, what, what now? You know, I'm here. And that's a good point. And, and not that you shouldn't revel in the moment. You should always, you know, you should, I think, revel in the moment. Uh, sometimes it might be hard to do. However, I think the having the what's next attitude is very important. You know, never like, what's the thing that you said you heard your, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, find a new room, you know, yeah, find a new um, room. Yeah. A, B, A, B, A, B, L, always be learning. Um, always <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> try to <laughs> A, B, C, always be class taken. Um, but like, always try to, I think we, you, you can kind of curb that feeling of, of, just by realizing that it's an ever moving goalpost, you know, witchery and being a witch is not this end goal of being the old witch in the, in the cottage who walks around and like, God damn it. She's already, she knows everything. You know what I mean? Because like, even she's yeah. even like the old witches and the witches of in lore, they're still learning. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. They're always and learning. If they're not they love books. They're always learning. Yeah. And, and so it's like, they're, sure at this at this heightened level but they're still fucking going um so i don't think to i think to view things as like an end point is is unhealthy it's again to use the laundry metaphor i got laundry on the brain if you could tell but to use the laundry metaphor it's sort of like sitting around going god damn it i can't wait for the day when i'm done with laundry because that's never yeah that's it's never gonna, gonna happen, happen. Yeah. Unless we just all stop doing long, stop wearing clothes, you know, and that's not how that goes. Um, you know, you're never going to be caught up with dust. You're never going to be caught up with laundry. You know, you might for a day or a week even, but like it's, it's a revolving door, you know, it doesn't stop. And I think that with, with witchcraft, it's, it's the same way. And uh, I don't know, grace is important. And um, just, giving yourself the grace to allow yourself to meet. Cause to me, like giving myself the grace to allow myself to realize it's a moving goalpost. You know what I mean? Yes. Instead of just being like, no, you no, it's there's a, there's a finish line and you must reach it. You've I think failed. there's a certain level of you failed. There's a certain level of humbling that ego a little bit in that, you know, and, and to sometimes think that because we are, upset with ourselves, or disappointed in ourselves or disappointed in general or whatever to that, to think that has nothing to do with our ego, be like, Oh, I don't have an ego problem because I'm fucking depressed about this. How could I have an ego problem? But it, it's not all the way to the side of the face. Like the only people with ego problems aren't the ones sitting there going like, I'm great. I did this perfectly. I think also realizing, you know, like, Hey, there's a limit to this, you know, or, I mean, I guess in this situation, there's not a limit to this. Uh, there's a limit to your, to your, what you can achieve. And, and, and as so many 
at a, at a certain point, you know, I guess. And, and you can't just be at the end when you want to be at the end. And if you are, pick up a book on, you know, fucking uh, candle spells or something that you've never, ever thought you would get into. Or you know what? Even better, yeah. like get something that you aren't into. Like, why? Yeah. You know, like if if you've always been like, I fucking hate tarot. I don't like tarot cards. I don't like... You know, it's not that I necessarily don't believe it, or even if you do not believe it, or whatever. Yeah, you just don't have a natural interest in it. Yeah, do it. You know, and and kind of understand the other side of things. And I also think that makes us better as witches, to We don't all have to practice the same way or the same thing, but I think it would be cool to understand how our fellow witches, our friends, how they practice. You know, I don't, uh, I don't do runes, you know, as a part of like my personal practice, but I love getting to hear about them. And I love the relationship that like, say Maisie has with runes. And I love that. That's how like, she can like divine or like do whatever she's going to do with it. You know what I mean? I I like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that if I were to just kind of shut that part out of my life and be like, well, I don't, I don't really do runes. It's not my thing. Cool. doesn't have to be yeah. your thing, but like just knowing about it is fucking yeah. sick because then you can talk to other people about it. And then that, those conversations lead to other conversations and talking to our, our fellow witches about witchcraft can be a great confidence booster. Oh, it could be very another stimulating. Way to, oh, very uh, amazing. And not a plug for us in any kind of way, but if you don't have a witchy community, the Waba Facebook is a wonderful place to meet people yeah. and to talk and to post up questions. Um, so, yeah, check that out. And I don't know, uh, speaking of the Waba Facebook, I kind of wanted to throw it out to you guys. Um, what do you guys do? When you feel like bad witches, not that you necessarily aren't feeling it right now, because I've been in the area where I, I don't feel it, but I know it'll come back, you know, and, and not even necessarily the times when you're like, oh God, I hope it comes back. But like, I, I know I have the power. I know I can do things. I know I can reach in and manipulate and all these cool things that I would never have caught myself dead saying a couple of years ago, but like, I know I can, but I just feel like I'm fucking bad at it. <laughs> It's like, it's like being like a, I don't know, man. It's like being a songwriter that like you write songs and they're on the radio and you know, people are like, Hey, you're a songwriter. Cool. That's cool. And the whole time you're just sitting there like, I'm not a fucking real songwriter. I wrote old McDonald has a farm like that. Who write, you know, I can't even, I can't sing happy birthday. I'm not, yeah, I guess imposter syndrome is a good way. That's a, no, I was about to say you're describing imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, call it imposter syndrome, call it feeling like a bad witch, whatever you want to do. Um, how often do you feel this way? And what do you do to feel better about it? Uh, please pop off facebook.com slash Uh That's not right. Go to our Facebook. It's in the links below. Okay. There you go. That's kind of it. I mean, that's that's all I really had to say. I just kind of wanted to get on and to word vomit about it and to kind of, I don't know, yeah. almost use this as a as a mental exercise to just sort of talk to you about it and 
get some yeah. your feedback and eventually when this comes out, get some of the feedback of the beans and just, um, I'm already feeling a lot better. I think that talking about, yeah, just getting out of it really by talking good. your way out of it. Yeah. 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 And, um, weirdly enough, again, and how this ties in with our sponsor for today's episode, this came on me like a freight train. Ooh, I don't want to say <laughs> this came upon me like a freight train. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Wow. Um, Whoa. (laughs) Thomas the Tank (laughs) Engine, calm down. Wow. Uh, Goodness. This idea came upon me like a sock in the face. And it was just sort of like, this is what you talk about today. I don't know why. It was just one of those. It's a great moment. It was just like, and maybe it was almost like a you-know-who-you-are moment. Like maybe somebody out there is sort of feeling... The same, but uh, it, it, it just was like, nope, there's no other option. This is what's happening today. So again, sorry, it's not like a technical topic, but um, I don't know, man. There, it is what it is. I think it's good. Take it. Eat it. I, Feast I, on I it. I liked it. Yeah. Choke thanks, on it. man. Choke on my topic. Choke on it. All right, listen. Oh, I'm going to talk to you about Somebody's going to clip that and they're going to fucking wank off to that in their spare time they will listen Mm. shut up we're gonna take a little moment we're gonna talk about a sponsor for this week's episode a timely one and and, an accidentally timely one uh completely but we're talking about a mental health tarot reader today we're talking about megan mentally macy and i had the extreme privilege of getting to do the uh building mental resilience tarot reading uh, we appeared on okay. their podcast called Tarot Reflections, where we actually received the reading like live, uh, which was yes. really fun. And it was like share screen so we could see all of the cards and whatnot. And Charlie and I both got these readings. And it was a very interesting experience. And the, and the first time I've had a mental health focused reading, and it was very fascinating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of the times I have received men- uh, mental health, I have received readings that have had a lot to do um, in the message, like the message I've received from the reading was very much like, hey, your head's up in the clouds, maybe we should talk about that. But like going in with this angle of this is asking the spirits, the cosmos, the universe, specifically about your mental health and what is going on with you right now and like what uh, your roadblocks and your obstacles are and the things that uh, one of my favorite parts was the, the like what you might be ignoring. Cause I think yeah. that that's very important to yeah. like look into uh, what you might be ignoring right now. Uh, things you need to pay extra attention to. Uh, it w- was fascinating as well as incredibly dead on for me. Yeah, very interesting readings, very potent readings, which uh, I really enjoyed, you know, and and Megan is a is a great reader, you know, the their energy is great. Uh, and I just I felt very comfortable. And it was very conversational and enjoyable. Um, and I, I one thing that happened in my reading that I actually really appreciated was there was a moment in which Megan was like, I don't really know what this means. And I love that. Thank you for that. Mm. Like and, and like, you know, we we kind of talked about it back and forth, but I really appreciated that honesty of it not just like, all right, what what 
what bullshit can I just like randomly slap over this card to look right. like, yeah. you know, it wasn't like that. It was, it was, it was, I really appreciated the honesty. And, yeah. and I too was in the same boat. I was like, I actually, this is a card in like the message that I got is like, this is a card you need to sit and ruminate on. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I just thought that was a really good touch of just being like, I don't, you know, th- this, this right here, something about this is, I don't necessarily know what it means. And that's just, that, yeah, that's an honest was- reader to me approached very gently like i here's what the card means because she is very very knowledgeable about what individual cards means but like like it, the the way that she was like here's what the card means but i don't know how it pertains to you right like, very like uh, like i i can help you but you're gonna need to have to you, you need to go the rest of the way with it yeah but and i like that in the building mental resilience tarot reading you will receive a five to a five to 10 minute video tarot reading that explores your specific spread, diving deep into what each card means for you. Mm-hmm. You'll also receive a PDF of your spread that highlights key messages from the universe delivered specifically for you and an affirmation from the aligned guidance affirmation deck. I really like that. That was a nice touch. At the end, you receive a yes. um, y- your affirmation. And uh, mine was, I am worthy. Yeah, and and mine I think was like I manifest my desires or something like that. It was something really yeah I think, sweet. Yeah, it was like I am endlessly powerful. Like, yeah, I was just like, all right, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> so, I which really, also plays into today's episode. Uh, yes, as it well. really yeah. did. And something that was very interesting that I noticed that my reading really paired into uh, a Reiki reading that I had done. Y'all are going to hear about that soon. Uh, but the message was really, really similar between the two. Uh, and it validated that one. And so I just it was a very, very interesting experience. And um I, I the the mental health aspect, you know, because we were also on the show. And so before the reading, we had about an hour to just talk with Megan on their show, Tarot Reflections, and like kind of not only just kind of like settle into the vibe, but uh, I don't know, just answering those questions and talking about mental health and, and seeing Tarot be woven with that was just a, it was a very interesting experience. And I, I did really enjoy it. Yeah, and, and to have somebody there who not only is very um not only is very open and, and comforting and willing to speak with you about, you know, your the the state of yourself mentally, you know, and, and to be that safe space to say like, hey, yeah, I am struggling. I would really like to to look into how things are going for me right now in, in a spiritual way. Uh it's not only that, it's not only that safe space, but like, she very much understands, like on her about me page, she goes into how, you know, she herself has struggled with mental illness and, you know, ED and and is now just this fierce mental health advocate. Um, and that is incredibly, incredibly comforting to be around, um, especially obviously, if you're doing a mental health reading, <laughs> uh, you just feel very safe. Yeah, and I I did. That's a good word. I I really did. I felt safe and it was a good space to uh, be vulnerable in and take the words and let them settle, uh, which I enjoyed. And there, listen, there's a code. There's a code for you guys. Uh, It's all caps. Which bitch. And that's going to be 15 
15% off of a reading, 15% off of a reading uh, from Megan Mentally or from MeganMentally.com. And there's different options there. You've got the month ahead, like an astrological reading for, you know, like you've got building mental resilience, which is the one that we received a past, present and future. So you've got some options, but that's a code there for you. We will get it all linked and all that jazz. But we really did have a very nice uh, and very enlightening experience. There were some definite definite ringers. Yeah, there was some and and I would like to invite everybody to actually go and check out the Tarot Reflections podcast. Yeah, we're on it. Um, Yeah, we're on it, man. And we were interviewed, which was great fun. Uh, But we also got to talk a little bit about our own journeys with mental health and how mental health ties into witchcraft, which ultimately is like at the heart of these readings. It's your mental health and spiritual sides sort of nurturing and looking after each other and how can they how can they serve each other and um how can we kind of rope in one world into the other and that is a a fascinating angle to kind of come at things from Mm -hmm. so uh yeah again that is megan mentally and the podcast is tarot reflections podcast as always all that information will be down in the show notes and macy hit him with that code one more time for that fat 15 which bitch Hell yeah. Listen, I'm just going to talk to you about, I'm going to talk to you about blue tansy now. Scientific name, tenacti, tenacetum annum, annuum. It's a flower, uh, really likes to grow in Morocco. However, it has, it can grow in other, in other places. And uh, I'd never really heard of it before uh, until, as I mentioned earlier, it just rolled up in a subscription box for Kim's uh, Average Witch Podcast, a little Patreon going on over there. And immediately I loved it. It's like it's citrusy, it's woody, but it's also kind of fruity, Mm -hmm. but it's earthy. There was nothing really I'd smelled like it before. And the color is beautiful. I really like blue. And then shortly... After using it, even though I didn't really talk about it, but like through osmosis, I started getting all kinds of these ads for tansy oil and the skin. That's so weird. And yeah, I was like, I've been thinking it, you know, like, what is this? That's Um, in our brains, dude. I know, I I know, I know. I don't like to think about it. And, but all this blue tansy oil and skincare. And I mean, it was all, and I was just like, what is going on here? And I guess it knew to give me that because it's like, you, it knows that for my rough, dry skin, it's like skincare. Yes, you love skincare. <laughs> and there's like a lot of it. And it just kept rolling through. And I was like, what is going on with here? I'm going to look into it and just see what it is. And I did. And there's a lot of stuff going on inside of this oil that we're going to get into. But funnily enough, while... You have maybe seen the pretty blue color of tansy oil, blue tansy oil specifically. You might be surprised to learn the flower is actually bright yellow. Very yellow, in fact. What the hell? And due to the Moroccan origin, it is sometimes called Moroccan chamomile, as the flower is in the same group as chamomile, Roman and German chamomile. Uh, so a fun little other name is called Bitter Buttons is, is the name. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, and they do. They look like little buttons. Uh, golden buttons or cow bitter are other names huh. for One of these things it. is not like the other. I know. And the leaves are kind of that furry white, kind of like a mugwort 
situation. You know, they kind of have that going on. But then where does this blue come from, right? Where does this come from, this yellow flower? So during the harvesting period, the flowers are all harvested and it's done through steam distillation uh, that the oil is produced. So flower tops are primarily what is used to make the oil. uh, And during the steam distillation process, a bit of magic happens. There is something called a sesquiterpene compound, and it is called matricin or something like that. I don't know any of this. And anyway, it's, it's naturally in the plant. And when it is getting steam distilled, it goes through a reaction due to the water vapor being super duper hot, and it turns this seemingly into or creates camazuline which is the deep blue-hued sesquiterpene that just pops out of nowhere from this process. And so along with this, there's other notable things in here uh, that have a lot of power for the skin and for other things that we're going to get into. One of those is camphor, uh, as well as sabinine, both which aid the skin. And we are going to really, we're going to get into that because more and more, especially since the industry has really embraced it, blue tansy oil is becoming kind of like the new golden child of the skin industry. You know, it's kind of like the new, one of the new hot things. And I didn't really know that until I was in this and I was like, oh, wow. So it seems like a lot of this has happened since 2017 when uh, there were just, uh, there were some studies performed on tansy oil and the properties that it contains. So I'm going to read some expert or excerpts from it um, just to kind of, you know, and the title of the paper uh, too, just because it really is nice and fun. Let's, you know, that you're in uh, for Yay. a really good light read you know, um, here we go. Uh, this was from a paper called Anti-Inflammatory, Antioxidant, Antibiotic, and Cytotoxic Activities of Tanacetum Vulgare L Essential Oil and Its Constituents, published is May 25th, you is or is you 2017. My constituency. My, consti- my constituency. And so, to... Sk- to skip ahead, there's this big long paper and all the findings and studies that were like, we, we took a nip nop unit and put it on a chungus. <laughs> and I don't know any, anything. <laughs> okay. If you're keeping a list of merch ideas out there, please add that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I have the conclusion for you. So here's their conclusion. Big claims. Okay. Okay. We report for the first time links between the oh. specific compounds found in T. vulgare essential oil and anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, antibacterial, and cytotoxic activities. T. vulgare essential oil possesses interesting biological properties. Jesus. Whoa. So what are we talking about God. here? Well, first of all, the oil Sounds in this like study was a bit, it's a lot. The oil in this study was a bit of a different kind of tansy. It was T. vulgare, not T. annuum. However, they do share a lot of properties. I just wanted to clarify that because it seems that T. vulgare is not as chill with like aromatherapy and other uses. Remember, they used it in a lab in medical situations. So while they both share the same properties, uh, blue tansy oil is generally just going to be a, a, a lot more safe to use on you know, on you. So just know that there was a difference there, but the properties are uh, very largely in both, seemingly so more and we more as blue tansy oil is studied. 
first of all, wait, no, second of all, um, okay, shit, hold on, sorry, uh, that. So the plant showed in this study, because, you know, we can still compare them even though they're different, showed really strong antibacterial and anti-inflammatory properties that could be used in a medicinal way. And it, it, in, even in certain uh, aspects of inhibiting the growth of cancer cells, proving to be cytotoxic uh, to cancer cells, which is a promising potential treatment moving forward. And so then let's talk about the skin, getting into the skin, because that's a big deal. And a lot, uh, it's what a lot of the anti-inflammatory compounds seem to work towards. So conditions such as acne, or just like maybe chronically like irritated or inflamed skin can be soothed by blue tansy oil, perhaps, as well as sun damage and, you know, uneven skin tone due to sun damage or other environmental or behavioral factors. Interesting. Interestingly, blue tansy oil appears to be a natural kind of sunscreen, uh, and it seems oh. to be able to protect the, sin, the skin from the sun is like a natural way, which is pretty cool. Um, and I mean, unfortunately, it seems that that was kind of made apparent by helping the skin of mice that are going under radiation treatment for cancer, but they oh. did find it out. Uh, camphor plays a big role in skin-soothing properties of blue tansy as well as skin-protecting properties. Uh, When it comes to fighting bacteria, it seems that blue tansy oil has a whole diverse inclusion of stuff in it that can take on most things. Uh, Wiping out strains that even uh, are resistant to some antibiotics now, which we need that. Um, And... On the other end, it seems to have potential ability to fight fungus, uh, which is good because fungus can be a really tricky bitch. Uh, and it seems that it can help uh, destroy spores of fungus as well as help clear oh. it up. So that's pretty useful um, because fungus can, again, so it can hang like, around for a long time and be hard to get rid of. Yeah, brother. If you've not seen The Last of Us, you know. The spores? Um yeah, so I, I don't really know much more about that. It just seems that there are fungal, antifungal uh, properties about it. So according to traditional Chinese medicine, tansy oil was uh, used and still is used as an antihistamine, which has since kind of been like, kind of like confirmed or really like propped up even more since science has looked that way, uh, as there are uh, seemingly like antihistamine responses or, or antihistamine properties in controlling allergy responses uh, with blue tansy oil in people. I'm not exactly almost sure the like, best way to administer that, though, however. It's, it's almost like when cultures use things for medicinal purposes for eons, there might be a little validity to it. They kind of know it's almost like maybe something's up. Yeah. You know, because sometimes we see these herbs come through and it's like in the medieval era, they used it for this. But if it's like from the beginning of time, they've used this to help this thing. It's like, hmm, maybe look into that. They probably figured something out. Uh, So something important to note about blue tansy oil in particular is that it can stain. So if you do plan to use it on skin, for one, just put it with a carrier oil, just in general. You might want to dilute it. It, 
it makes it go a little bit further, but also it will like kind of blue tinge you a little bit. Like it will leave a cast. Uh, if it gets on your clothes, it can stain them blue. So, um, you know, just a carrier oil like jojoba can be really good to pair it with. Um, not only if your skin can be sensitive to it, uh, just do a patch test. You know how, you know how all this goes. Um, and you know, it can, it can stain, uh, just know that. Um, so we've talked about the skin for a minute. I think we come back to it again, but let's talk about the aromatherapy portion. And that really, it is, Blue Tansy has had the attention of the aromatherapy crowd, it seems, for a while now. Um, like they, like even before skincare and whatnot, like again, like right now, like the big boom looked at it, aromatherapy was like, no, this, this shit's good. You know, um, it is a calming and uplifting scent uh it is woody but also bright and sweet from the high amounts of camphor so it's nice to diffuse in a space that you're kind of wanting to encourage to relaxed and comfortable atmosphere or maybe help kind of revive your energy to a calmer grounded state after a long day you know kind of come and shake that off and be like all right you know what i'm gonna feel good you know, I'm going to feel good. I can be tired still, but I'm going to feel good. And there's a lot of terpenes in here and other aromatic compounds that have an effect on us. So there's, it's, it makes sense that there's something here. So this seems to be a good oil for calming down the nerves, kind of soothing us. And in today's day and age, we can just use that with our sympathetic nervous systems, just like firing off nonstop. Like with no relenting oh ever, uh, some some calming oils could just you know it's not going to hurt, okay? And blue tansy can perhaps soothe us a bit and maybe help activate, kind of help the parasympathetic nervous system get a hold again, so we can return to a clear state. Uh, you know, maybe a state of relaxation, slowing the breath, slowing the heart rate, trying to find a more restful resting state. Uh. And, you know, really, again, at this point, like, if we can just encourage that parasympathetic nervous system, like, we, I, I try to as much as I can, because it's just like, help me, help me, please. <laughs> um, I, I need soothe. Um, so moisturize me. Yeah. And in another vein of relaxing blue tansy oil can be a great addition to or you know just like as even if you do like a lot of it you'll just have to watch your sheets color as a massage oil uh not only oh. does it appear to be nourishing and soothing for the skin it seems to be able to maybe penetrate uh and get in soothe the nerves and the muscles as well with its anti-inflammatory properties um remember it might if you do it might turn whatever it touches blue however Especially if you're using a massage oil, just remember like that, just when it comes to linens, like you might, it'll just turn blue. I don't know. It'll stain. So pro, it's kind of tip, just get, get like blue massage sheets. Yeah. That's what I figured. Just get darker ones. And it's like, huh. just know it. So it is an expensive oil. So that might be like a special blue tansy massage, you know, that you have to like add into oh, the yeah. cost. Because it's a, it's a, oh hell yeah baby yeah it's kind of rare uh, of an oil it was actually almost harvested to extinction at one point for the beauty and wellness injury, industry and while it seems like that was prevented and growers are becoming a bit more common to meet the the demand 
the demand still outpaces the supply, causing it to be a decently pricey oil. I did still, I saw some sources that flat out said it went extinct. However, that doesn't seem to be the case. It seems that it is still grown and producing huh. oil and still has growing seasons, but it did get seemingly very close and it is still recovering. Um, so I don't necessarily know if that means it's out of the woods yet uh, on potentially going extinct. Um, that was kind of muddy to look into. It was it was very hard to find answers on that. Um, Strange. So it is especially a little tricky if you're looking to find authentic oil. Go with trusted suppliers here that are growing sustainably and therapeutic grade to make sure that you're getting a highly concentrated oil from a you know a sustainable place. And a little goes a long way with it, though, which is good. Um, especially when it's used in a, car- a carrier oil. It's a very powerful, potent oil. So this is not one that you need to go through quickly. It's it's rich. And now I just have some fun facts for you smattered here. So you're going to love this. During, during the years of the Victorian language of flowers. Ooh, Yay! Tansy flowers specifically meant resistance and hatred towards someone. It basically was a war declaration. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. so I don't really know why that is. Um, I don't know. It's it's assumed that maybe it's because these flowers were used as like an insect repellent, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of a keep away from thing. Um, but either way, I just find it so funny that like you open up the door and the male person has a oh, yeah. bouquet of tansies for you and, and because somebody just wanted to go absolutely scorched earth on you and I can't imagine the shock <laughs> and rage that you, you feel when you just hold. It's basically receiving a giant middle finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just open it and it's just a big middle finger, big fuck you on your doorstep. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Love it. Um, yes. And here... We could start making our way into the metaphysical a bit because blue tansy oil makes us consider something that I've actually never really considered before. And it's it makes me view a lot of essential oils and plants in a bit of a different way, especially ones that have healing elements to them. So, you know, it has these healing elements. It's transformed into something entirely new and it is this kind of dark blue rich oil there's this mystery to it there's like a power to it and that goes all the way down to the natural benefits of it absolutely just decimating small organisms like bacteria and like dude it fucking just mows them down and you know it inhibits growth of cancer cells you know at least in t vulgar variety of tansy i don't know if that has been confirmed yet in blue tansy but in the tansy family they come to kick ass you know and again it's keeping bugs away it's repelling bugs in short you don't fucking mess with tansy you don't do it it messes with you especially if you're not meaning well so that said blue tansy oil can be a great addition to offensive magic or defensive magic that's containing that flash of listen you don't want to push me man you don't want to this is your last warning so for me good 
I would anoint my candle with it. I would use it as the glue to adhere my herbs to, you know, to the wax of the candle. It's a potent oil. It's strong. And with it comes an energetic confidence, you know, like sometimes like Heidi, like there's this, this a bunch of these properties, this power, this attitude of this oil hiding under a cute little name like blue tansy. And I just think it's, it, it's fine with that. You know, and it's a good metaphor that you can just be a wealth of power underneath exactly how you want to be portrayed, exactly how you want to appear. You don't always have to come and kick the door in or feel that you have to if you want to appear powerful. Here we have this beautiful blue oil, blue tansy oil, that can whoop your ass if you're a single-celled organism. And... There's just something kind of cool with that, a confidence. And, you know, this is like what I was talking about earlier, and it actually tied into my topic when you brought it up. You know, I I know, I, I've been a witch long enough to know that I have magical power. And at times, I have had tremendous magical power that, like, you can feel when it is getting used, like, oh, I'm changing the fabric of reality right now. Like, I am doing this oh, yeah. right now. Now, like, I know that that you feel it when you fuck. And I there's going to be listeners every day that are new that don't know what that means. And they just think we mean it literally. And I, (laughs) you know, it, it, I've seen it too, when I've gone a bit too far. And Mm -hmm. not to mention it's, it's when things are balanced and, and, you know, on the other end, it's helped me build a really unique life that I wouldn't really thought was possible a handful of years ago, but I don't talk about it a lot. Um, and even now talking about it being like, I'm so powerful. It feels weird. You know, it feels kind of odd and yeah. yeah. And I, I usually just like to wear it, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'll just kind of wear it on me and I'll, I'll hold it around and I don't really talk about it or like to brag about it, but I'll just kind of let it settle on me as a confidence. And, you know, it's like sometimes like when I don't have the energy, like I said earlier, to use my power, I just I'll wear it. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but like I just keep it close and I'll be like, I if this is what it's almost like glamour magic. And in a way, I glamour myself until I remember Ooh. that I don't need to be glamoured anymore. Does that make sense? Yes. Glamoring yourself, and, I think, is a a powerful tool to not forget. Hey, yeah, and sometimes you gotta, you know. And I, I just feel that that's kind of the energy of tansy. Like, it's not like it's got a a, a crazy cool name, or it's a, an aggressive name, or it's not like it's even like the super crazy like killer of bacteria. But you also got to be careful because it'll burn the skin. It's like no, it'll soothe the skin too. It will take care of it, too. Like, it it has this cool gentleness while also being an absolute badass, you know? And I just, I really find that interesting. And I find it a good kind of metaphor for finding that balance of power, you know? And it's lovely, but it's also absolutely destructive. And that duality is kind of balanced in this very calming and soothing package. One that's like kind of unassuming you might not you might not think there's all this potential in there but it reminds me that this oil that we is so gentle and so soothing on the skin is 
it's so helpful to us in its antibacterial properties because it's it is a stone cold killer. It's wiping through shit. It is killing bacteria. And though we can't see that slaughter going on, and we're generally glad it's happening, blue tansy is in mass wiping out colonies of bacteria mercilessly in ways that some antibiotic strains cannot do as well anymore. That's badass. And that's both sides of the coin. It's soft and hard, offensive and defensive. And sometimes in life, you need to be both, which is why I now walk the gray path. I came to it on my own, you know, and Mm. blue tansy to me reminds us that we can be both. We can be merciful and helpful and defensive and then also aggressive in our practice all at once, all if we need to be. And it doesn't mean that we are being wrong. You know, it doesn't mean that we're going against the the code you know um sometimes you got to do what you got to do and go after things that if you especially if you know something's coming for you first you know it's just like there's time for defense and then sometimes there's time for like all right all right uh you know and you just you hit that moment and it doesn't mean a bad thing is done if you have to lash out your power and it just means that your power had to be used in a different way and blue tansy is great in part for the skin because it's a warrior it it it's not that it's going down there and like shaking hands with all the bacteria you know it's not like giving them a hot meal It's going down there and hacking and (laughs) slashing its way through them all. And we can't really look away from this energy, like even though we can't see it, because sometimes it's good to remember that we have power within us that we can use precisely how we want to and not how people think Mm. we should use it or how the Internet tells us that we should use it, but us. And sometimes in order to fix a situation, defense is not enough. When it comes to magic, at least in my own personal experiences, and maybe every now and again, you need to show someone or something what you're made of. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. As witches, as a grouping, we hold so much power. I think about that sometimes. Like if we all united at once at one goal oh, and did yeah. a unified, I don't, I, we might blow the universe up. Like I don't even <laughs> know what would happen, but like, We hold so much power, and sometimes, and this is admittedly due to my lack of knowledge of the history, but I wonder exactly where the whole you-can't-do-offensive-magic guilt and shame came from. You know, and like the conspiracy theorist in me that doesn't know the history sometimes wonders, like, was that planted by people that were afraid of us? My go-to is, like, the the just absolute blow-through of Christianity, and I don't mean that as an offensive way towards Christians. I, I just mean back then. When things were, you know, it's like, okay, you either stop doing it, or we take it, or we say it's evil. I feel like. Yeah, you know, and I guess there was uh, sometimes the mercy, there was the mercy shown to like white magic that maybe that like, since that could slide, you know, it it was seen as safer. And there is still that element now it's like, oh, it's more dangerous to do offensive magic. Um you know, I don't know about that. I'd say it's different. I wouldn't say it's more dangerous. Um, it's different. And it requires, to, in my opinion, a little bit more energetic protection and setup. But okay. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me and the laws of energy and the laws of power that you get punished for using it. You know, and it's like, what are the laws to say? Like, well, this one was defensive, so you're not in trouble, but you were a little offensive over here, and we're going to get you for it. I just, 
the more I, the more I've practiced, the less that makes sense to me. Um, yes, absolutely. And uh, anyway, so I just, I, it, it has that blue tansy has kind of that thing, that reminder of like, no, here's something that can absolutely wreck shop, but also soothe. And it is inherently a good thing. You know, sometimes that's what has to be done in order to soothe a situation. Sometimes you just have to come in and lay the law down, you know, and yeah. there's something final about that that just is like, you know it when you feel it and you're just like, oh, okay, I've had enough. And there's a really powerful, that's a powerful moment to feel when you know, like, I, I'm, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do something else about this and I'm going to mean it. You know, and I just I don't think that's something that should be denied. I think it's something, of course, that should be done responsibly. You know, think about it. I, I don't you don't. I, there's a balance of passion and energy that I think just in protecting yourself, too, because listen, I've done angry magic in a passionate state and blew sure. my channels out so bad, so bad, like I, you know, so I think really wrecked my shit. I mean, so like, try to keep a cool head about it. But like, you have the right to use your power how you want to use it, you know, and magic is what we make it. And magic, therefore, makes us. And blue tansy in inspires that metaphysical confidence of knowing what you're capable of, you know, knowing that, yeah, maybe I can heal, maybe I can soothe, maybe I can just wreak absolute havoc if I choose to. Both exist. Both are yeah. Both have a place and both are the result of your personal power as a witch. It's real. I believe in it because I believe in mine. And I believe in yours, Charlie, because I've seen it. And I've seen Lyra's. I've what? seen it happen in the people that I know. I've seen magic happen. I've seen it. So I know it's real. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I never forget, even when I feel kind of low and not connected. I always know it's real. I never for a moment do ever, ever do I think that I've I'm foolish about it and that I've I've been exactly. making it all up. I never think that. Do you no, ever I know it's real. Stop for a minute and like and like do you ever just have that moment where you you just God, I don't even know how to phrase it, but you just have that moment where you kind of stop and you're like, oh shit, dog, this is like, I've seen things. Yes, I do have that moment all the time. And I'm just like, <laughs> whoa, dude, this is the weirdest whoa. world. And like, I, you just get so casual because we've seen so many things at this point that are otherworldly uh, uh -huh. and bizarre that it's like, wow, add that to the list. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can't even have a normal conversation with someone because you're just like, yeah, well, the other day I saw somebody doing X, Y, Z and they're like, pause, wait, excuse me. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, please go back. <laughs> so. With blue tansy oil, maybe we can consider that we are a force to be reckoned with. And maybe we can be fine with that. Maybe we can like that idea even and give it some thought and be like, mm, yeah, I am. I am a force to be reckoned with. And you have duality inside of you. You have gentleness and you have wildness and soothing and assertiveness properties. It's all in you. And we can heal and we can wipe away things. And that's an excellent energy to apply to things also like wards and defenses, because it's got that fuck around and find out energy. You know, like, can you imagine being like a little, like a little lowly baddie and you're like coming by and you like kind of tug on the, on the little vibe of this ward. And it's just like, buddy, listen, you don't even want to. Like, that's the energy yeah, that yeah. comes out of it. You know, please, that's listen, that blue tan. You don't know what you're starting. 
Yeah, it's like just keep on keep walking, cheese weenie. You know. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, that one will never tick not tickle me. It shouldn't. It should always tickle you. Um, Ugh. and so just I feel like with Blue Tansy, it is a good partner to help remember, help you remember that you have rights as a magical practitioner on this earth, and they belong to you. That is the beauty of magic. That's why we come here. <laughs> That's why we become witches. It's because it is a space that says, no, find out for yourself. Be yourself. Listen to what you can do and use it. It's a freedom. And it is one of the beauties of practicing magic. And it's up to you to decide what your personal line is in order to deploy your power offensively if you want to as well as protect your energy during the process so that you don't maybe overdo it a bit and wear yourself out. But your power is yours to wield as you want to. And no one, including me, I don't think should be able to tell you what you can and can't do with it. I don't think that's my place. And, you know, people can communicate the pros and cons, my own personal experience and source opinions, why or why not. But at the end of the day, the choice is ours. And through education and personal reflection and feelings, we craft the magic that we want to craft. And I think there's a purity in that. And I'm not going to tell you, you cannot go to magical war, just like how I cannot tell you that tansy oil, like, can heal my skin without killing like millions of tiny organisms. Like it is what it is. It's a warrior. So are you wrapped in well-meaning and soothing properties that come from being also a child of the earth and a witch and one that is understanding and sensitive. But with that also comes that force and that force to be reckoned with is one it is. It's the it's the force to be reckoned with, and we should remember it and know that that underneath our skin also lives with all of the white magic and the ability to heal and bring goodness is also the ability to really shake things up when they need to be shaken up. And I don't think that's something to be afraid of and something to be ashamed of. Uh, and so that's blue tansy oil. May it help you flex your witch muscles when the time is right. Flex nuts. Clap, 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 clap. There it is. Wow. Perfect for Aries season. Yeah. 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 <laughs> little Aries. Little Aries out there. Little Aries babies. Yeah. And this was one in listening Dumping to around. it. It's like it was it had a lot of like obvious metaphysical things that matched of course the properties like very soothing and like i didn't even really include those as much because like one i started getting a vibe and then started seeing the same thing of like you do need to remember this thing's like wiping shit out and i was like yes i knew it this thing wants to fucking wreck shop and then so it's just like there are you know there of course it can be utilized again it has its aromatic properties of being soothing and calming but i just really like blue tansy oil as a door kicker man i love it yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway. Anyway, uh, so thank you for joining us on this wander down the witchy way. Did you like that? I did. Okay. Um, it wasn't planned. I just kind of did it. 
If you are interested in seeing us live, that means playing games with us, uh, seeing us do like a little version of the podcast, like, you know, having a topic that includes getting dressed up with us, perhaps winning prizes. Uh, if you want to see all of that, we are going on that tour in the Northeast. Check it out. Anahottispurpose.com slash tour to get your tickets. We're getting, we're getting close. If you've been thinking about it, go ahead and do that before you, before you, before they're gone. And, uh, what else were we talking about? Uh, what was the other thing? Macy. Simply captivating. Oh. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. If you're not on Patreon, you're not on that $5 mm. tier. You want to listen. I really, y'all, I, you want to hear this. You just, yeah. I think yeah. you, I think you want, I think you want this. I, I'm going to watch the second episode here very soon. Um, and we'll finally be on the same page because we've both seen the first episode. I, and, and I rewatched the get first one again. Did you? Let me get, let me yes. ask you now without giving anything away, because of course I want to get it all during our, it needs to be fresh for Simply Captivating. But tell me now what you feel about the show after having seen the first two episodes that you did not feel like, in my position, not seeing the two, just seeing the first one. I don't even know how to answer that question. I I have learned things that I like about it. Like I felt, I felt settled into it. Um, okay, I definitely will say that I was like, yeah, I, I'm I'm ready to see where this goes at this point. I I am yeah. good. Do you have a favorite farmer? I'm starting to. I think I think so. So far. Cool. So don't tell far. me who. Don't tell me who. I won't. Oh, that's another thing. If you are, we're going to top our. If you, we're going to poll our top four. Yes, yes. Every episode, we're going to poll who our favorite, uh, who everyone's favorite uh, farmer, and I guess maybe some of the chicks. You know, those nameless chicks they just trot out. Once so we learn them, yeah, we've got to we've got to learn Once, them, yeah. and then I I will tell you my top four, and then we can ask everybody mm. there. We'll we'll find out every week, and we can make a leaderboard of everybody's favorite farmer. And I um, can't I can't wait. Wait, all right, me neither. Well, guys, we'll see you next week. Next week we have an interesting one. It's a bit of a experience. All right, uh, catch you next time. This has been Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Goodbye! drains you of the energy that you already are lacking and um that's hey, i'm so I sorry have, um, i locked like, i locked hunter out of the house i locked him out of the house i'll be right back <laughs> i'm so sorry